Hey, Anna, remember that time Walter Raleigh lost the Roanoke Colony twice? Welcome to Remember That Time and Historical Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all of their favorite moments in history. And this week, we're going to be talking about the lost colony of Roanoke. You're very into a, like a mystery lately. And yeah, I'm I don't, I'm it. just in a mood. I was, <laughs> it was in the mood for early America. And yeah. I was looking up our, our list of topics and I was like, let's do another mystery why not i love it our ever-growing list of topics that every time i try to pick one i just stare at and i go i don't really want to do any of those (laughs) but i also kind of want to do all of them all of them at the same time yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) quick apology i will probably be coughing a lot because i was in the dust in my classroom like all day today pulling out old materials so my whole system oh yeah you're not great with dust just letting you know in advance (laughs) that that might be an issue this week well you know, while we talk about that, uh, should we do a, a drink update for hydration purposes? Oh, yes, of course. Okay, well, today I'm having a rosé. Ooh! I'm not usually a rosé drinker. Who I don't, is I don't, she? I don't get a lot of rosé, but, you know, it was just like, every once in a while, I like a, a nice crisp glass of rosé in the summer. It's good for sipping, like, in the afternoon. So, in my... Blue Apron wine box this month, I said, how about a rosé? And it's pretty good. Nice. I'm drinking water (laughs) because my lungs are full of dust because I'm sorting through a bunch of old classroom material. And And you also always drink water. So dusty. So (laughs) dusty. Well, all right. Shall, Shall we get into it? Learn all about this? Let's do it. Okay. Um, So a couple things real quick at the top of this. There will be a lot of Native American tribe names. I'm going to try my best, but I can't promise anything because we are historically bad at pronouncing things. But (laughs) lots of Native American tribe names in this. Um, I felt like I had something else, but I can't remember. You did say two things. Yeah. So I guess we'll just get into it when we get into it. (laughs) Oh, the other thing I was going to say is we're going to start talking about... uh, the first attempt at settling this colony is not the lost colony. So you're going to have to hang with me for a little bit okay. before we get to the lost colony. Because the first part is very important. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. So now let's do it. <laughs> Ready, begin. So in 1578, Queen Elizabeth I gives Sir Humphrey Gilbert a charter that gives him the rights to any territory in the New World north of Florida which was already occupied by the Spanish. That's a lot. Also, an absurd thing to claim. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, it's absurd that we did this in the first place. Ooh, People lived yeah. there and we were just like, half the land. But it was like, that's. they also didn't know how much land was there, to be fair. I feel like they, in their that's head, it true. was like a strip of land that was going to lead them to a new trade route to China. So they right, thought there true. was significantly <laughs> less land there than there was, than there Still. ended up being. But yeah. <sighs> that's that colonizer's mindset my Ooh, friend we're gonna talk about colonization so much in this episode well yeah it's a colony it's a colony so. um so gilbert dies in 1583 okay <laughs> that was quick in and out of the story 
Uh, Elizabeth divides his charter between his brother, Adrian Gilbert, and his half-brother, Walter Rowley. Uh, Adrian is given the rights to the northern part of the New World, including Newfoundland, which ended up being very profitable for England, that area. Um, And Rowley is given rights to the southern parts of the New World. A lot of this area was at least partially occupied by the Spanish, all right, so he kind of got the worst end of the deal. Mm Mm-hmm. In many ways. Here, have some wars. That's what she said <laughs> to him. She, she sure did. She said, here you go. She said, it's yours, but you'll probably have to fight the Spanish for it. Good luck. Bye. You're probably going to regret it. Have fun. <laughs> so, Raleigh's charter states that he needs to establish a colony by 1591, or he'll lose his rights, his colonization, which is an oxymoron. No one has a right to colonization, but you know how it <laughs> You goes. are so right. His um, rights to colonization. It's a nonsensical sen- That's sentence. That's not a thing. Yeah. It's, but it is what it is. Um, he has to remain at court with Elizabeth. I'm not sure why I didn't get too deep into his whole life. Um, so he starts or- organizing voyages led by others. So he basically just becomes the money and and is trying to establish himself as being in charge of this area, but he himself cannot go on the voyage. But he's not really the money. Elizabeth's probably more the money. I right? mean, probably, but he he has to organize investors, so he is kind of the sure, money. He like I guess you know, a lot of people did that for for the oh, first yeah. colonies, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, scrounged up the money and then sent a bunch of suckers <laughs> over there. Yeah, they're well, they're not going to do the dirty work themselves, Amanda. Yeah. They're rich. Yep. 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 So on April 27th, 1584, Raleigh sends uh, Philip Amandas, I believe, and Arthur Barlow to explore his territory. He just kind of wants to see what's over there because he has no A idea. fact-finding mission. Yes, very much. Um, they land in the Outer Banks in what is now North Carolina on July 13th. So it's that strip of islands that are mm. right off the co- coast of North Carolina not far enough away to be considered, like, whole islands. They're, like, still part of the mainland. You know what I mean. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> the Secatan, I believe is how you pronounce this, tribe that, that live on Roanoke Island, greet Amandas and Barlow, and the group has a pretty friendly relationship when they first land there. They had already seen some Spanish people before and probably some Europeans who had landed there um hmm. in their travels in general just like popped in there Stopping so in. yeah they were kind of prepared to have a relationship with folks who stopped there they weren't prepared Not so for them much prepared for them to take to all of live land. there yeah. but yeah and then claim the land as their own not just yeah. live there because i feel like just living there is one thing but then saying this is ours now yeah. yes okay sure. <laughs> it's not but okay uh, so they return to England later that year uh, with their report, and they bring Wanches, a uh, Secatan, and Mantio, a Croatan, back with them. Um, Mantio is a, a big player in our story. He will return. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they come back and they say, here's what we found. Here are a couple of natives. They would like to have some sort of relationship with us. Let's go on back. What a basically. crazy thought. Yeah. Rally is knighted in 1585, and when he's knighted, Elizabeth proclaims the land granted to him as Virginia, and proclaims Rally knight, lord, and governor of Virginia. So now he's Sir Walter Rally, knight, lord, and governor. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. 
Also, all of it meaningless. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. (laughs) Uh, So now that he knows what's over there, Rowley begins preparations to set up a colony. This is when he's trying to get that money, trying to find the right, like, group of people. Um, He appoints Ralph Lane as governor of the colony. Uh, So he's sort of in charge of the mission. Um, About 600 men are on this voyage, including the two Native Americans that they brought over with us. They're taking them home um, with them. Did I say us? I'm losing my mind. You sure did, but that's Uh, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) The fleet of seven ships led by Sir Richard Grenville leads Plymouth, England. (laughs) Right. On April 5th, uh, 1585. And I... Uh, okay so <laughs> sir richard grenville was like the admiral of the fleet right mm-hmm. and he was more taking them there than he was going to the colony because he was leading the voyage across the ocean yes basically. because his goal as is the goal of many people throughout this story was to go privateering hmm in the area and to like take Spanish ships because for a lot of colonists, um, they would go on these voyages to set up a colony, but before they got there or after they like parked it and then they would like go back out, they would go privateering to make sure (laughs) they would go out privateering to make sure that no matter what they were profitable because there were no guarantees they that didn't they know would what was there. find anything there right. so they would go privateering to make some money so that if they had to go back it would have made some money for the crown so um, pirating basically state sanctioned pirating is <laughs> right. how i would like to describe privateering yeah. that's what it is um so we will get a lot of folks privateering in this story because they just get sidetracked by it. They're like, oh, and while we're on our way, there should be some oh, Spanish ships in this area. Oh, so I'm going to go steal from Spain because we don't like Spain very much. And then we'll get there. And oh, no, there's another <laughs> one. Like full, like bouncing all over the place. Eventually we'll make it to the new world. Oh, what's that over there? Oh, that's pretty. I want that. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, 600 men are on the the voyage, they are not intending to leave all 600 to set up the colony. They're intending to leave a large group, but not all 600. Sure. So, during the the journey, the fleet gets separated in a storm. Great. They had planned for that. They had a meetup place in Puerto Rico, so the the flagship lands there to wait for the rest of the the fleet to meet up with them. They build a fort while they're there, um, partially for, like, practice, for when they get to oh, the colony, sure. like what they're going to build. Um, How long were they there? Uh, I can't remember. A couple of months, I think. Okay. Maybe, maybe mm, hold on. Yeah, a couple of months. They were there for a couple of months. Okay. Um, but it was also in a, in a Spanish-occupied area, so they wanted to do some privateering, so they set up a fort so they would have a base for right. when they were, like, coming and going. A place to put all our stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one sheep... One ship meets them there, but the rest of the fleet continues to the Outer Banks. So they get cool split plan, up for guys. A while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they are not. Why do we even make the plan? They are not, not gonna... good at this. No, <laughs> this is a theme in both of these colonies. Nobody oh, is yeah. good at this, <laughs> or they have all the wrong people who just like don't communicate or hate each other. You know well, what I mean? Here's the like... thing. Here's the thing, though. There's nothing to be good at, right? This is this is a thing that like. 
isn't a thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are making it up as they go, colonization. They're like, how about we take that now? Who needs a plan to do that? We're just going to take it. It's ours now because we believe we have the rights to it. So <laughs> there's nothing for them to be good at. It's not a skill. Yeah. It's just the thing they've decided. Yes, I'm with you. Um, so the ships who make it to the Outer Banks leave a group of men on Croatoan Island, which was not what they were aiming for. They were planning to go to Roanoke Island, but they're like right next to each other. So, right. um, the ships then leave to go privateering in Newfoundland, like I was saying. So they leave a group, they leave like a couple of the, uh, small ships, uh, so they can like get around the islands. Sure. And they can start setting up while they wait for the flagship and the, um, like, leader of the colony to show up. The group that's in Puerto Rico establish contact with the local Spanish authorities. They're, like, intending to get some supplies before they go on because this is when (laughs) England and Spain don't love each other, but they're not fighting yet. So, Mm -hmm. um, But they kind of are a little bit. But because they're afraid that there's an incoming attack, because they're, like, not receiving the communication they're supposed to be, they abandon the fort. Which is fine. They weren't planning on staying there for very they long. They abandoned their fort! <laughs> Sorry. So they leave the fort. They capture a few Spanish ships and trade with some Spanish explorers that they find in the area before they continue to the Outer Banks. Uh, so the, the group that's sailing in from Puerto Rico, they... Uh, get to the area on June 26th, but the flagship strikes a shoal and uh, damages a bunch of the ship and ruins a bunch of uh, food supplies. Great. Um, and that was like, I, I'm pretty sure that was Grenville's ship. Like he, he was supposed to be leading the fleet with that one. So he, there's some evidence that he was supposed to spend the winter with the new colony um, and like use it based as a pri- on the amount of supplies yeah, they have. and use it as a privateering base. So he was going to privateer in the area and then come back and like let people rest or get new people or whatever. Um, but the wreck made that Im- impossible. So they didn't have enough provisions to make the settlement as big as they wanted to. Uh, and the water is so shallow in the Outer Banks region that it made it hard to support that like uh, base for privateering. So now they're just planning on doing a much smaller initial colony. They'll get resupply ships pretty soon. They'll have more men on those ships and then they can go from there, basically, is the plan now. Got it. So after the wreck, it is decided that only 100 men will be left to establish the colony. I'm not sure if that includes the men that were already there. I The numbers are, I can't remember. Well... Yeah. It hardly really matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they were planning to have, like, three or four hundred men to sure. establish the colony initially. Sure. So, um, the group is expecting a resupply ship and more colonists to arrive in a couple of months. But they didn't know that that resupply ship had been re- redirected to Newfoundland because there were apparently a bunch of Spanish ships up there and they needed backup up there. So they were left what? not so knowing. So they went, so their backup was sent to back up the people who were going to steal from the Spanish well, instead of the people who were there settling? There was already a group in Newfoundland at this time, not just the group that oh, was going, they're up going to privateer. Oh, they going for the group that had yeah, settled yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There was already some established trade routes up there and people privateering So they thought, we just won't send one then. 
So why would why would we get another well, one together? Well, because they were expecting the fleet to have more supplies that they would have been able to be totally fine and last a while. Boy. But because the ship wrecked, they were stuck. They just didn't have. But anything. you're already sending them a resupply. This so is even all... if you think they already have a good amount of supplies, isn't the whole point of sending them a resupply like, oh, they might not. Maybe we should send another if this one can't get there. I'm this ca- is I'm all sorry. constantly poorly, poorly, poorly planned. <laughs> I'm getting too just, deep into this like, one little never aspect. Ending. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> so the group of colonists start interacting with the Secatin villages in the area, the local uh, Native American group that lives on Roanoke Island. Right. So they're on Roanoke now. They're starting to establish their colony. They start making relationships with the local tribes. Uh, the remaining ships of the fleet return to England over the next few months. So like kind of one at a time, they start leaving. The last ship leaves on September 8th, 1585. I'm going to do that a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> um, leaving behind 108 colonists. So that's how many people are there for the initial colony. Because the resupply ship never arrived, the colonists spend most of the their first months on Roanoke gathering supplies from neighboring Native American villages. And as of right now, they have a very good relationship with all of those tribes. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty easy for them to, to collect some supplies. According to the records, they should have had enough supplies to last them through the winter. But no one knows what happens. By October, they were just, like, left with barely anything. They had a really low f- food supply. Well, it's poor planning again, it's, let's be honest. Yes, yeah. A bunch of rich military men. Because this was originally supposed to be a pretty militant operation, this first right. group. Th- they probably didn't care and were just eating up whatever they had. I don't know. But by, I by mean, October... I mean, you would think military personnel would know not to eat through all of their supplies but maybe they just also didn't have as much as they thought they did yeah that's possible Um, maybe they were upping the records to make it look good that's That's the thing that is definitely possible like oh look at this great relationship we have look at how much they're giving to us yeah but by october they have a pretty low food supply which makes the winter pretty difficult well yeah um some members of the group also explored a lot of the Chesapeake Bay area when they first arrive, uh, and they make contact with several na- other Native American tribes up there, which becomes important later. Um, <laughs> this quote uh, is just... <laughs> I'm just gonna... Here, here we go. <laughs> okay. Although 16th century science could not explain the phenomenon, um, some researcher noticed that each town the colonists visited quickly suffered a deadly epidemic which may have been influenza or smallpox Hmm. some of the secotin suspected the disease was caused by supernatural forces unleashed by the english which is (laughs) they weren't that far off (laughs) uh when the chief fell sick his own people could not treat him but he recovered after requesting prayers from the english Impressed, the chief asked the colonists to share this power with other stricken communities, which only hastened the spread of the disease. Oh my god. Uh, the epidemic likely had a severe impact on the fall harvest at the at a time when Lane's colony would be heavily dependent on its neighbors to supplement its limited food supply. Oh my god, Amanda, it's all too real for right now. Yeah, it's bad. Ugh. But they were just like, wow, everywhere we go. like... People get sick. It's almost like diseases spread super weird. I don't know if any of us would know anything about that now in the year 2020. (sighs) The year of our Lord, 2020. 
But uh, here we anyway, are. I just, Diseases I just found spread. That, I just found that quote hilarious. Of They just didn't know why, but everywhere they went, people were getting sick. It's almost like you're introducing a new disease to Super their weird. immune systems that they had never experienced before. Anyway. Super weird. Um, Ugh. So, by the spring, the colonists' relationship with the Secatan was strained because they were over-relying on the tribe for food and also getting them very, very sick. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Lane and some colonists began an expedition to explore more of the mainland, but after several hostile interactions, more than I have time to get into, <laughs> sure. um, with the mainland tribes and later with the Secatan, it get, just gets worse and worse and worse with with the native tribe to Roanoke Island. Well, yeah. Um, they return to the colony. They're all like starving because they achieved basically nothing on the mainland. Um, shortly after their return, the Secatan evacuated Roanoke Island. Wow. Leaving the colony to starve, basically. Um, well, yeah. I mean, hello. Yes. And, and also like, again, the details of this are much more complicated, but it's like Lane kidnapped one of the m- members of the tribe. And so they were going to go to war. And then he like, I, it, I don't know, but it all fell apart. It was really bad. They were, like, certain that they were going to get massacred. The, the oh, they group. probably, yeah. Yeah, they probably, they probably were. were. It was really bad. It, it got really bad really fast. Um, well, that's what happens when you steal from people, yep. give them nothing in return, yep. and then treat them terribly, and also spread diseases to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in White June people. of... 1586, the colonists make contact with Sir Francis Drake, whose fleet was passing through the area. He's a very famous um, English explorer. Uh, He agrees to leave four months of supplies and one of his ships for the colonists. That's generous. Well, because he had just had a very successful campaign. He had gotten like a ton of ships and supplies, so he was going to leave them stuff. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a hurricane then hits the outer banks, which destroys the ship he was intending to leave behind oh, for them. No. So it's just one hit after another with these guys. Like, they no. cannot catch a break. And some of it is their fault, but some of it isn't. <laughs> sure. They, they cannot catch a break. Shipwrecks, not really their fault. Yeah. Hurricanes. Um, so the colonists decide to abandon the colony and return to England with Drake's f- fleet. Because they just, they're certain they're going to get attacked. They don't have enough supplies to survive. It's just not viable at the time. And they don't know when a resupply ship is coming. They have no idea. So they, they just decide to leave. Probably a good decision. For sure a good decision. But here's the thing. <laughs> they a didn't su- give up that easily. A supply ship sent by Raleigh arrives like Days after they evacuate. Mm. Um, but they leave after they find no trace of coloni- of the colonists. So so this fool just doesn't know what happened to them. They're not home yet. You know, like to, to right. tell them like, hey. It's not like they've had time home. to send word. It, it yeah. wasn't, and it wasn't even like it was like, I don't know, a month later and they were still at sea. It was like right. two or three days later. Like he just sh- missed them. Yeah, they probably a, passed each other. Yep. Supply ship shows up. Nobody's there. What happened? They're all just gone. Okay. This seems familiar. It will <laughs> It will happen again. Foreshadowing. Um, two weeks later, a relief fleet with 400 man, men and a year's worth of supplies arrive. Oh, my but God. But they, f- they find the colony completely empty. 
They're like, so now you send supplies. Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't have been through the entire winter. Now you're sending a whole fleet. Oh. And again, it's too too bad we're gone. They're they're still probably not home yet. No, they're not. They they might have established contact by now, but they're not home yet. Um. So they this fleet leave 15 men behind to, to protect Raleigh's claim to Roanoke Island because they have uh, to have an by English, the way of which he has none yeah they have to have English presence there to to establish that he has established a colony which he according, has to do according to the English yeah 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 which right, he has right. to do by and whatever the Spanish, time yes yeah. yeah um so they leave 15 men there the group was attacked shortly after the fleet left and the men either died or evacuated and were never heard from again so and that was the first attempt that's not the lost colony part right? thus ends the first colony of roanoke cool the one that most people don't know anything about but is just as buck wild as the lost colony <laughs> oh my god this colony was basically lost twice yes cool big time the second right. time, much more dramatically, but sure. like and mysteriously, yeah. Like but this, this time, one, we know what this, happened. This this one, we know what happened. Right. It was a disaster, but we know what happened. God. All right. Well, here we go. Buckle in, folks. Let me take a sip of wine. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Good time for a drink break. It was more of a gulp than a sip, if I'm being honest. Well, you're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the first failed attempt, rally. And his associates decide to try again, obviously, but also because he he has to have a presence there to continue his claim. And he, but you know what? There's Wait, I'm potential sorry. for him to like find like gold there. But he you doesn't know? have to settle there, right? Like he could settle somewhere else. Correct. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, like you were saying, because of the hostilities between. Uh, Raleigh's men and the Secatan, the next expedition is supposed to go to Chesapeake Bay instead oh. and establish a new colony because they had explored that area enough and had established some relations with the people in that area that they were going to try in Chesapeake Bay again. Okay. So it's the intent of this group to go to Chesapeake Bay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so John White is chosen as the governor of the new colony. He... Oh, what a... What a- english white person (laughs) right yeah he was definitely on the voyage for the first colony um (laughs) okay but it's unclear if he was on like in the colony for very long okay he he made a map that's really famous that we'll talk about a little bit i've seen this map and it's like yes so accurate it's like the only thing that's changed is, like, the shorelines of the coasts. So of, he like, had the, to have been there for an extended period of time. Right, but he's, so not, either listed, he, he's not listed on the on the charter for the original group of colonists. So either he was missed or his name was written incorrectly and was translated or incorrectly Or he time. could have been one of those people that, you know, how they were staggering people leaving. He could right. have just been there longer than the rest. Right, it's unclear. But he was definitely a part of the first expedition. So he had some familiarity with the area. I've heard that before now mm-hmm. that you say that. I remember. Yeah. Um, so he's chosen as the uh, as the new governor for this next colony. A uh, hundred fifteen people, including White's pregnant daughter Eleanor and her Ooh. husband Anias Dare. Well, that seems ominous. 
Um, a group of middle-class Londoners who were looking to become landed gentry. So if they got land in the New World, they would become gentry. Sure. Um, and Mantio, who had returned with Lane's colonists when they evacuated Ro- Roanoke, wow. he's going back over with them. Um, they leave England in three ships on May 8th, 1587. So it's a Mantio much... Mantio is generous. Yes. <laughs> yes. To say um, the least. Gracious. So it, it's a much smaller or group. Um, this group has women and children, which right. was is very different from the first group. And they they are much more just like middle class folks looking to like improve their station. It's a very different group of people this time. Mm-hmm. About the same size, but you know, different demographics. Uh, the flagship and pinnets pinnets. I don't know. It's, sure. a, it's a little ship. It's a small ship. Um, <laughs> the flagship and the littler ship. And the littler ship. Uh, they land on Croton Island on July 22nd. Uh, White takes 40 men onto the little ship uh, to go to Roanoke, to Roanoke Island to meet with the men the last ship had left behind before they all head up to Chesapeake Bay. Okay. But he doesn't know what happened to them. So this was Yikes. an unnecessary stop. But... Here's the thing. After this group leaves on the the smaller ship, the flagship leaves the entire group behind on Roanoke. Well, so this was why. Uh, we don't know. Okay. Uh, the navigator who his, his name was mentioned a lot in my readings. I can't. It's not coming to me now. Um, but I I left him out because he was not terribly important to the story. Um, I think he just was like real hungry for privateering. And, uh, and just, like, it, there is also a possibility that he had been told to leave them behind, um, which we, we'll talk about a little bit more later, but... So that, either way, he was just like, okay, screw him, bye! Uh-huh, and just, okay. and just left him there. Uh, can you imagine how different... I, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm having one of those moments where it's like, what if that flagship had stayed? How different would this have all turned out? I know. It's okay. weird. Um... So the last boat arrives on July 25th. And now that they don't have like what they need to go to Chesapeake Bay, they decide they'll just establish a new colony on Roanoke. Well, it's what kind else of, are they supposed kind to of do? the only option they have. Yeah. They're intending to eventually explore their way to Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. But right now, this is this is the option that they have, you know? Did the flagship, did they leave them with their supplies or did they just take off I'm not supplies? sure. I'm not okay. sure. I don't know if the flagship had their supplies or if the other ship had their supplies. Okay. I just know that White was on the, was on the original flagship. He, and he's the head of the colony. And he, Wait, he was on the flagship that left, or he or he had gotten off the flagship by then and taken the small ship up. That that okay. he got off. He, yeah, he he had journeyed. So he on the wasn't flagship. on there yeah. when it left. Yes, though. correct. Okay, yeah. So he's here with the group now. Got it. Um, Mantio begins establishing communications with the Croatan tribe, who are now occupy occupying the area. Well. Who own and are natives to the area. Well, yeah, but the the old tribe had moved out and they are now establishing right. themselves in this area. Sure. Um, and he he builds a relationship between the colonists and the tribe. It's obviously rocky at first, but he's kind of the only reason that they have a relationship with them at all. Mm-hmm. He, he, like, was very helpful <laughs> to them as people. On August 18th, 1587... 
Eleanor Dare gives birth to a daughter who is christened Virginia in honor of being the first Christian born in Virginia. She is the first person born to English parents on American soil. I knew this. Mm-hmm. Virginia Dare, very famous. Virginia Dare, very famous for being born. And then, who knows? Very, very little else. Well, we don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the colonists are struggling and are very low on supplies, obviously. <laughs> Shocking. So they ask White to return to England on a relief mission. I think with like a fleet that was passing through the area, they established contact and, and mm, get him okay. get him back. He didn't really want to leave, but they were like Fair. desperate for supplies and asked him to go back and plead their case, basically, and, and sure. get a relief mission to come for them. Um, so White leaves for England on August 27th, 1587 when white returns to england on november 5th he's not allowed to leave again because england was preparing for a war with spain and all the ships may be needed so he had to stay so okay so okay okay so hey you guys um you sent some people over to colonize an area that's not yours um i have come back from that place now because they're starving and dying and you wanted them there so could you send them some more stuff no (laughs) we're at war forget about them yep okay that's exactly what happened because the spanish fleet was like well much better than the english fleet and so they were like we need every ship so no one's allowed to leave because we have to have all the ships here in case we need them so he just came back at literally the worst time. To I mean, ask logistically, for yes, that makes sense. But it's like, so, so we're just gonna, um, so we're just gonna leave them, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. 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 How do I let them know <laughs> if we're not sending oh, any ships over? That you way. don't. Oh. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. So yeah. war, huh? All right. Great. <laughs> So, um, during the winter, Grenville is granted a waiver to lead a fleet into the Caribbean to attack the Spanish that are there. Do you say Caribbean? Yeah. Caribbean. I say it differently depending on the context of the sentence, I think. You're my sister. I've never known this about you. Because I, don't, I mean, I guess Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, but I also, say. I think I say it differently depending on the sentence. It's just whatever comes out of my mouth. I usually say the Caribbean. Caribbean, yeah. Anyway. Wow, we just had a real sister moment. I'm sorry. Anyway, (laughs) he is going to attack the Spanish that are there. um, And White is permitted to accompany him in a resupply ship that will break off from the fleet to go resupply the colonists. Oh, okay. (laughs) But bad weather. we need to go attack Spain. You can go with them and then just, (laughs) okay. Just dip off, yeah. Um, (laughs) But bad weather keeps getting them stuck in port because it's the winter. And by the time they're like able to leave, Grenville had received new orders to stay. Of course he did. Of course. White is then permitted to take two of Grenville's ships that were too small to be able to fight um, for his resupply mission. But on the journey, they keep stopping to to privateer, and they get attacked and looted, and they have to go back to England. He got greedy. He didn't get greedy. The people on the ships got greedy. He was like, I would like to go back, please. And they said, okay, cool, but we won't get anything out of this if we don't get some money. And then they got attacked and looted. 
so absurd. Can we stop and steal some stuff on the way? Well, we're really just trying to send, you know, life-saving supplies to people. So maybe on the way back, guys, we can maybe hit up some of those ships and, and steal some stuff. No, no, no. We have to do it now. Oh, okay, great. Oh my god, it just keeps getting more and more absurd. It's worse and worse and worse. Okay. Um. So at this point, he is basically just stuck. He's stuck in England until oh, the war god. is over or until their ships are freed up and he can go. And he's petitioning and trying to find some way to get over there. So brief aside, this is just sort of important to the story. Right. In 1588... A Spanish reconnaissance mission to gather intelligence on the English presence in Virginia arrives in the Outer Banks regions because they had heard, like, rumors of the Roanoke colony and they were trying to find it. Oh, sure. But when they're in the area, they don't find any signs of the colony that White had left behind, which indicates that they were probably gone by then, right? Like, Or they just, or the Spanish just weren't in the right place. Could yes, be either one. Totally possible. But, they, well, I, I'm pretty sure what I read said that they were in the area of the Roanoke Islands. Like, they... they but they could there. have just not been close enough to the colony to know whether they were there Maybe not. they're... The but islands it's are not very big, so... It's unlikely, yeah. sure. But, but that sort of indicates that, you know, in the period that White was in English, England, we had no idea what happened. Right, nobody was we, keeping... Records, tabs on them so yeah. that indicates that by 1588 they were probably already not at the colony anymore wow. and he had left in 15 in 1587 so that's only right. within the year right not nothing positive but just a, a fact that i thought was kind of interesting well and also by then right it's winter mm-hmm. so like things get dire very quickly mm-hmm. they the had gone like through that. at least one winter in that time right so um Finally, in 1590, after the war is over, Raleigh arranges passage for White on a privateering privateering expedition that's organized by John Watts. Can we stop making these privateer? Like, why does he have to be part of a privateering mission? It's just gonna like because Raleigh wants money. He does not care about. Sure, I understand that, but it's like you can also send the privateering expedition and then just let him go on his own. Yeah. Um, but this privateering expedition does actually take him where he wants to go, finally. Wow. Um, White lands on Croatoan Island on August 12th. Over the next several days, they see some smoke columns and other signs of life on both Croatoan Island and on Roanoke Island. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, they work their way up the island. So they land at the bottom of Croatoan Island, so mm-hmm. they work their way up to Roanoke. Um towards the location of the Roanoke colony. They arrive at the site of the colony on August 18th to find it abandoned. Uh, The colonists had set up a palisade, which is basically just like a fort wall, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, But the houses inside had been dismantled and anything that could be carried was gone. It's, It's wild. There were no signs of their boats, there were no signs of any sort of battle or struggle, and there were no human remains or graves to be found. Uh, carved into a tree and some wooden posts were the word, the word Croatoan, and the letter C-R-O left uh, presumably as some sort of message. Uh, so that's, that's what we know about the site when he finds it. 
Right. That's how it was left. Just abandoned. Just abandoned. Except for the houses weren't abandoned. The houses were dismantled. Right. And 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 things had been taken. And there was also some signs that there was um, looting because White's possessions had been left behind. What what wasn't necessary and it had been looted. So, you know. But it's totally possible that, like, if the colonists were, say, fleeing and grabbing their own things, that they also took his. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they so, if they were fleeing, they wouldn't have dismantled the houses. No, you're correct. I'm right. just saying, like, it's possible. It, yeah. So that's that's all we know about that when he, when he arrives. Um, White assumes that the colonists had probably ro- relocated to Croatoan Island. Hence which, the message, here's where we are. Yes. Yeah. Which they had discussed as a possibility before he left for his supply run. They right, were considering right, right. that because they were having such a hard time getting, getting supplies on Roanoke. Right. They were considering moving to Croatoan or further inland. Th- those are discussions that had been occurring the crew plans on searching for the colonists on Croatoan island but one of their ships suffers some damage and they're forced to return to england so he was gonna go look for them and then their ship breaks and he can't so when white classic roanoke yeah big this is just classic roanoke colony stuff it really is the ships are breaking so when he returns white reports that the that he assumes that the colonists had relocated and that they could potentially still be found alive there was every reason to believe that they could still be found alive it had been three years so if they if they had found any remains there then clearly they would have they had starved and died but because they didn't he assumes that they relocated and that they could still be found Mm -hmm. um raleigh wanted to make sure that the colonists could not be proven dead because as long as there was a potential that they were alive he still had a claim on virginia well, congrats, Raleigh. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. So he keeps intentionally from here on out not mm. searching the area because he doesn't want them to he be found dead. He doesn't want to find dead. them dead. Yeah. Right. So Raleigh makes his first transatlantic vo- voyage in 1595. All that. This is the first time. He claims that he is searching for the colonists, but he's really searching for um, El Dorado, mm, which I luck. found interesting. Um but Good he luck. keeps being like, oh, yeah, we sailed by there, but the weather was bad, so I couldn't go look for them. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, that's... yeah, we dropped by, but, like, nobody was home, so we just, like, yeah. going. Yeah, so he keeps just not, like, he never sends anybody else out to look for them because he wants to keep his claim. Wow. Uh, and then he is implicated in the main plot and arrested mm-hmm. for treason against King James, so that ends his charter. So Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, I would say so. Then he has no claim anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Raleigh. It, so this is like the last like search mis- mission, like dedicated search mission for the lost colonists that occurs before the, the, we just sort of give up. Um, sure. In 1603, Bartholomew Gilbert sails to Virginia to attempt to find the lost colonists. Uh, the, the place where the crew lands is undocumented, but Gilbert and a few other members of the voyage are killed by Native Americans shortly after they land, and then the, the rest of the crew returns to England, so they don't even get the chance to search. Wow. And, and at that point, everybody had just sort of decided, it's been long enough and we don't have the supplies anymore, and there are new ventures, like Jamestown settled shortly after this, sure. that we want to be pouring our money into, so we just stop looking. Right. 
So that thus ends the the story the story the itself. Yeah, of the lost colony of Roanoke. Obviously, it's a mystery. So I want to talk about some theories yes. about what could have happened. Let's do it. So the most popular theory, and probably the most likely theory, in in my opinion and in the opinion of most people, is that the colonists integrated with local tribes. If they did integrate with local tribes, it was most likely the Croatan tribe. They were the people who were living on Croatoan Island. The message could have meant that they were going to that island or that they were going with that tribe. Sure. There are a couple other possibilities, but I didn't get into it because I think that that's the most likely one. Um, so here are some, some little facts to back this theory up. During John Smith's expeditions and his interactions with local tribes, of which he had many, 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 um, he heard, he heard rumors of tribes where men wore European clothes. And he Ah. had, apparently there was some effort to search out those tribes to see if it was... But how how far could they have gotten to, you know? Exactly. Who knows and, where those tribes are at this point? And also things, like, developed very quickly in Jamestown, and that's where his, he and everyone's attention went, you know? Right. Um, He is the worst. He is really something. Ugh. Anyway. Um, archaeologists have found evidence of European presence on sites of Native American villages that potentially could have been the lost colony. But it's hard to trace any artifacts they found back to the 1587 colonists because mm. there was a group of colonists there well documented three years right. before. And just after that, Jamestown is established and then there are lots of artifacts. So right. some of it obviously is very specific, but that three year gap is enough that makes it really hard for us to definitively say that these were the... 87 yeah, it's colonists not like, and not the 85 colonists. It's not like they're from different decades, right? Like this well, one and even dates back to 87 this. to to 1607 or 05 or whenever sure. Jamestown was established. It that's enough time to tell the difference, but those 3 years Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like this can be dated back to this time, but and this can be dated back to this time. There's mm-hmm. it, not enough of a gap for them to be like, well, things had progressed from X to Z by then, so it couldn't have been from right. this first, you know. Yeah. Um, the current Roanoke Hatteras tribe, uh, Hatteras was the name of Croatoan Island. I think it's the, the, like, current name of that island. Okay. Um, so the current members of the Roanoke Hatteras tribe identifies themselves as being descendants of the Roanoke and, uh, Croatan tribes, as well as Europeans. They themselves have some belief that they are descended of some Europeans, um, so those are likely the lost colonists. If they are European well, sure. descendant, it is likely that they, th- many of them believe that. That is true. There have been some attempts to use DNA to trace possible descendants back to the lost colonists. But because we've never found any remains of the lost colonists that we can like right. prove are the lost colonists. They don't have the their DNA tribe. to compare. Yeah. yeah. It's possible, but it's really difficult and it's taking a long time. That was like a more recent study, so I think it's still underway. At the very least, they can trace to see if they are descendants of Europeans. But then it becomes hard to prove that it was the lost colony because that could have been... How would you know? There were so many Europeans in the area. Yeah. Um, Another popular theory is that the colonists 
attempted to move to their original destination in the Chesapeake Bay. So they started moving inland and up towards Chesapeake Bay. Um, This might explain why their boats were not found because they could have used the boats to sail up there. Um, My other thought is that they, if they were dismantling the houses, they could have also dismantled the boats for supplies could also yeah, or they, they could have there. used or they could have used dismantled materials to repair boats or build more exactly. boats exactly to then travel yeah um so some believe that once they arrived they assimilated with the local tribes there so that's a possibility that they made it to Chesapeake Bay and then assimilated with the mm-hmm. tribes there um others believe that they were attacked by local tribes which was based on some rumors heard by John Smith and some other early explorers in that area the, a couple of early explorers like wrote down some accounts that said a group of like assimilated Europeans were attacked by this tribe um, none of those stories were ever proven, but they are there and exist. So that's another possibility. Sure. Which I think is a perfectly valid possibility that they were yeah, they mean, were attacked. That seems perfectly reasonable. It's possible. To me, that seems less likely. I agree. I agree. Just based on what we know about the re- their relationship with native tribes at the time and the fact there weren't that many of them there Mm -hmm. it seems a little bit less likely there was a less positive relationship with the tribes near the chesapeake bay area which may which means if they were attacked it was probably if they had moved up there right which again would be why we haven't found any remains because we have either haven't looked or wouldn't have any reason to look sure yeah um here's another i think Pretty plausible uh, theory. Some believe that the colonists attempted to return to England, which again would explain why their boats were never found. And if this is the case, they were probably just lost at sea. Um, That's kind of the saddest one, I feel like. It is. um, Because it seems like the most desperate. Yes. That's, I think, why it's the most sad. Like, the other ones are like, oh, well, we'll just try to assimilate and we'll we'll keep on keeping on over here. Mm -hmm. Or we'll move to where we were supposed to go. And this one was like... Well, it's all we can do. It's like the last thing yeah. we can do is try to return and then them being lost at sea. Like that yeah. would be the saddest ending, I think, for me. I agree. Um, but also one that seems like just as likely as them assimilating. Oh, sure. It's, sure. I think they were left with two decisions and we just don't know which one they made. All right. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a theory that the Spanish attacked the colonists because it is true that they had been searching the area for that colony in an attempt to get rid of English presence in the area. Um, But there are Spanish records that they are still searching for the colony and finding nothing as late as 1600. So this is unlikely. But at the same time, they could have been fudging them. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. You know, so it's hard to say. But that seems less likely. There there is no proof that they've ever found that colony. So there is no proof that they attacked that colony. Right. But given the the, the political situation, it is a possibility. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like in that time, record keeping was so important that they weren't going to, you know, they wanted to beat the English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have considered that a victory? Why would they have not reported why would they it? lie? Yeah. Right. Yep. I agree. Though it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the more fun ones. It's okay. very national treasure. Oh, okay. Um, of course. In November 2011, researchers at the First Colony Foundation noticed two corrective patches on <gasps> White's uh, 1585 map. So this was very common to put corrective patches on maps because it was yes. painstaking to remake them. Um, 
So at their request, the British Museum examined the original map with a light table and one of the patches uh, at the confluence of the Roanoke and Chowan rivers was found to cover a symbol that was likely representing a fort. I've heard of this. So the theory is that the colonists moved further inland, either to a fort that had already was already built there or one that they were planning to build there. That had already been put on the map. Yes. Um, and then it was covered up. And then there's also some evidence that the map was then also painted over in some type of invisible ink that would need to be yes. revealed with heat. Um, I don't know if that's been proven, but that's like, there's evidence of that also that he like covered it up and then put it back on, but in invisible ink, which is interesting. As if he knew something. Yeah. Or, and had a reason to hide the fort. Right. It, it, fascinating. Fascinating. And, but this was his 1585 map and right. not one that he made with the colony. So why? Right. I have questions about this theory that I, I love it. <laughs> um, the area marked on that map, the scale of the fort was like wrong. So it's a really big area. Mm. Um, but a lot of it has been excavated. Uh, they have found some artifacts there, but again, we can't trace them back to 87 and not 85. Right. Um, that's an interesting one. It's a very interesting one. It's one with, with not enough evidence to make it pretty plausible, but enough to make it interesting. You know what I mean? Well, and what would you learn, right? What would you learn yeah. from the invisible ink? Yeah. Anything? Nothing? Well, it's it, the the theory with the invisible ink is that it's the shape of the fort redrawn on top of the corrective patch. Mm. So why did he draw the fort back on in invisible and, ink? Yeah. Why did he want to conceal the existence of the fort on an official map? Right. Interesting. I don't know. If that's what it is, maybe it's not that. Yeah. Maybe it's something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's nothing there at all. Who knows? Uh, here's another fun one that I enjoy. Anthropologist Lee Miller proposed that Sir Francis, Sir Francis Walsingham, which is oh, really something, um, Simon Ferdinand and Edward Strafford and others participated in a conspiracy to maroon the 1587 colonists at Roanoke. The purpose of this plot uh, was to undermine Walter Raleigh, whose activities supposedly interfered with Walsingham's convert machinations to make English a England a Protestant world power at the expense of Ooh. Spain and other Catholic nations. Um, this conspiracy would have prevented Raleigh and White from dispatching a relief mission until Walsingham's death in 1590. Miller also suggested that the colonists may have been separatists seeking mm. refuge in England from re from religious persecution in England. Uh, Raleigh expressed sympathy for the separatists while Walsingham considered them to be a threat to be eliminated. This That's one interesting. is really interesting because I they did maroon them. I don't find that one impossible. Me either. Uh, mostly because of the religious aspect. Mm-hmm. And how very, very, very serious they were about that yes. at that time. Um, there's there's no proof of this. And it's also been disputed because Walsingham had actually um, put a significant amount of money into some of Rowley's expeditions and other ventures. Fair enough. Um, but I find it fascinating because they... It's compelling. Somebody it's compelling told that, point. like, potentially somebody told that flagship to leave them behind there. And to not allow right, them that, to go to Chesapeake Yes, Bay. that's right. It's a possibility. So they could have been trying to undermine Raleigh. That one it's, I find very interesting. I had never you know, heard that one before. 
It's not a bad theory, but again, and then what? Mm-hmm. And then what happened to them? There's yeah. no solution in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, the the rest of these ones are not really solution based. They're just other interesting bits of the story sure. that I, I found fascinating. I kind of want from most likely to like fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, local legends in Dare County refer to an abandoned settlement settlement called Beachland, located within what is now the Alligator R- River National Wildlife Refuge. The area has had reports of small coffins, some with Christian markings, encouraging speculation of a link to the lost colony. So the theory is basically that the colonists moved to the area to harvest sassafras for Raleigh. Uh, They assumed that the colony was never lost. That story was made up to hide the sassafras operation from the Spanish. Hmm. They say Raleigh remained in contact with the colonists and he did stop at the colony in his 95 journey to collect the harvest. There's no evidence. There's no way. There is no way. The theory is built on the findings at that site, the like Christian coffins and that kind of thing. And there's a map that shows a sassafras tree like near that area. Mm -hmm. And Raleigh did want to harvest sassafras there. But the, the rest of it doesn't was line up. Not, he was not, um, he didn't have that much forethought, I think. I agree. Based on his character, I think this would never happen. Mm-hmm. But I just like I genuinely like a- think that if it were up to him, he, like, if he had had more land by that point, he would have just fully forgotten about them altogether. I agree. I agree. I, I just like that that's like a local legend. That I yeah that I mean the it's a good legend never lost you know it's a good legend but I don't think that that's true um that's in a big 2000 nope for me <laughs> in 2006 writer Scott Dawson proposed that a southern live oak tree on Hatteras Island which bears the faint ins- inscription of Cora C O R A in its bark might be connected to the lost colony. So this may have been <clears throat> more evidence to where the colonists went. Could have been um, a misspelling of Croatoan. It also could have been um, a reference to a different tribe. And those were like the first four letters of that tribe. The tree has been investigated, but due to damage from like um, lightning and and moss and, you know, whatever. Um, Nature. It's made it impossible to tell the tree's age or the age of the carving. So yeah, this one's more just... of a local legend one. This tree has also inspired some, like, horror stories about a witch yes. named Cora, which are pretty popular in the area as well. I've heard of those. Um, I, Yeah, you know, that is very legendy to me. It doesn't hold yes. really any Agreed. water. Um, or weight, I guess I should say. From 1937 to 1941, a series of inscribed stones were discovered that were claimed to have been written by Eleanor Dare, the mother of Virginia Dare. Mm-hmm. Um, they told of the travelings of the colonists and their ultimate deaths. Most historians believe that they are a fraud, but there yeah. are some who believe that at least one of the stones is genuine. Hmm. Uh, the first one is sometimes regarded as different from the rest based on a, li- a linguistic and chemical analysis. So the first one is possibly genuine, but the other ones aren't. So the Dare Stones hmm. are very famous also. Right, yeah. In, in this whole I don't know about thing. that one either. It just seems like... The first one is very compelling to me. The other ones I don't really understand. Yeah, I just don't know why you would, if you were going to record it, 
why you would do it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, they had more efficient ways of recording information. And I don't know that they would have been like, nah, I'm going to do this instead. I mean, it's possible. Any of it is. is uh, I mean, it's not impossible. It just doesn't seem likely to me. Yeah. Um, there is a theory that the tribe may have reverted to cannibalism, which is... Yeah, heard that. Per- I mean, perfectly possible. However, um, th- if that were the case, they probably would have found at least some remains at the site of the colony. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they like that. Yeah. And then... And then why would the houses be dismantled? And, like, what... There's... Where does the rest of it come in? Yeah, yeah. To that. Um, and then, of course, there are supernatural theories. Of course. Uh, the zombie plague is a very popular one. That there right, was a zombie yeah. plague that wiped them out, and the only reason But none didn't of the spr- tribes around them? No, the tribe, the, the tribe that lived on the island, too, in this theory. Um, uh, but the reason it didn't spread inland is because it was on an island and it died there. Um, that's the zombie plague theory. Uh, alien abduction is another famous one. Oh yes. And that map comes into play there because some people are like, oh, but what if it wasn't a fort? It was a symbol for a spacecraft, right? Like they go on and on and on. Um, yeah, there are lots of references to it as a supernatural case in popular culture that has become like the thing. Sure. There's an oh, episode yeah, of Supernatural that's... about it. My favorite season of American Horror Story. I was going to say they made an entire season about it's it. It's based on Roanoke and it's my favorite and the story they give is really interesting cuz they they introduced John White's wife as a character who mm. was not listed on the like charter. So it's not they're not sure if she was there or not. But they they introduce her as a character, and it's all about like ghosts and witches and like blood sure. sacrifices. And I mean, whatever. that's um, fun to think about. Yeah, but unlikely. Uh, but that's that's my favorite depiction of Roanoke in popular culture. I love that sure. season of American Horror Story. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's see. On the one hand, I love like a mystery that doesn't have a solution. It's just like, oh, we'll just never know. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what happened. And I think, you know, again, Occam's Razor, it's probably the most likely explanation. They probably assimilated or tried to move to where they were supposed to yeah. be in the first place. Yeah. And, as I mean, a means like, of survival. There's but... so much evidence of of European and Native American tribes intermixing in the early yeah. days of America that there's no reason to believe that they didn't just do that. There weren't that many of them. Right. They had a pretty good relationship. Um, and, and I was also reading something that said, like, in the cases where we have proof of people assimilating with Native American culture, they don't want to go back. They they have no right. desire to return to European culture after living. No, makes sense. Like that for for as long as they have in the cases that we do have evidence for. So there's there's just every reason to believe that they assimilated, were perfectly happy, and just lived until they died, you know? Yeah, my thought is that they probably moved to either Chesapeake Bay or somewhere else. And and my thought is that is why the houses were dismantled, because they used that to well, build more boats or repair boats. I think like, they dismantled the house the houses and got on the boat and went to Croatoan Island to live with and the they, yes. Croatan. And then later on, all of them moved, which is why oh, we slip. can't find them anymore. Right. Is because I do spread. think you're right, because why else would they leave that message? It seems like a, 
hey, this is where we went in case anybody comes back for us. Yeah. Um, and they also probably yeah. assumed that somebody would be back for them within the year. Right. You know, like. Well, I don't know. By that point, it's like, well, I feel like maybe they were like, nobody's coming back. Let's just go. Well, I think but, I think they left the message. Dep- who knows when they left? They could have left right away. They could have left several months in. But, you know, sure. let's assume they leave maybe halfway through the time that that they assume White will be back. And they assume he'll be back within the year. So they leave him a message. This is where we're going. If you want to find us, we can start new here. Um, But then he doesn't come for three years and they just have no way of knowing that. No reason to go searching for him. And where, how could you possibly trace them at that point? So they just continue living. And, you know, at that point, the tribe has probably moved. And like, at that point, they're just, Yeah, and maybe people, maybe the Europeans have left that tribe and joined others Mm -hmm. that they found along the way that they thought this one seems more my speed or I get along with these people. So I'm going to go with them or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I know it's this great big mystery and it's all mystical and, like, fascinating and stuff. But I do think, you know, it's just the most likely explanation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. The first time you hear about it, you're like, oh, my gosh, what happened to them? Totally abandoned. It's like they were picked up out of the air. And then you start reading about it and you go, oh, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I think it would be more, uh, it would be more difficult to figure out if the houses had not been dismantled. Yeah. Because then it's very much like, oh, they. it seems like they were just picked up and placed somewhere else or picked up and gone. Mm-hmm. The house or if we had dismantled remains, remains or anything, yeah. you know. The houses being dismantled indicates that they came up with some sort of plan to move. They left like, of their own accord. Right. They weren't just picked up or they weren't killed because, again, there would be remains or graves or, you know. Like, what, what tribe... If they if a tribe did kill them, what tribe is going to be like? And we'll take the bodies and put them somewhere else because we care that much. Yeah. Obviously, they would. You know, that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like logistically, it <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I just think yeah, that's my those are my thoughts yeah. on on Roanoke and the mystery. We solved it. I think we did solve it, but we just will never know because there's no way of knowing. There's no confirmation. Science yeah. is trying very hard, but it's also just like, it was just in the right gap for us to I not be able to, you be, know. Yeah, one of those things. Another, add it to the list of the people I want to talk to in the mm-hmm. afterlife. <laughs> if, if they had established that colony and then the rest of the events fell as they did 10 years after the first colony, we would yeah. be able to trace materials know. back to them. But because of that, like, that three-year gap, it just makes yeah. it impossible for us to know if that was things left by the uh, 85 or the 87 colony. Mm-hmm. That That first attempt really screws the whole... Yeah, it does. Like, it it really messes up the way that we think about everything else that happens from there. It had a huge influence on the the Lost Colony. And most people don't know that part of the story. Right. Yeah, it definitely adds... um, Adds a layer. A context that I think most people are are missing when they Mm -hmm. think about it. Yes, because it got really popular. We're just going now. Because it's mysterious. Well, it got really... Yeah, we're just having a conversation now. I'm sorry. It got really popular. I was reading this. um, 
uh, because America wanted a better story of our first attempt. So we wanted a story of our of these brave heroes who tried and then disappeared mysteriously. Of and yeah, Virginia Dare became this beautiful figure of the She's first. She's a martyr. Yeah. Um, it's propaganda. Yeah. And so I think that's why we don't know about the messy first attempt is because mm-hmm. we wanted this like clean start to finish mystery to be our first attempt to live here. Absolutely. That so is that's true. why that people is don't so, know. It's such a European thing and it's such an American yeah, thing. That's why so yeah. many people don't know the first attempt. Like they don't know that there were two colonies of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Only one of them went missing. You know, like the right. first time I yeah. heard the story, I didn't know about the first attempt. And I wouldn't even call it missing at this point. Right. Just knowing everything. You know, I don't think they went missing. I don't think they were lost. I think they just left. And we just don't have evidence of it. That's all. Right. They're only missing because we don't have evidence. Right. Fascinating. Well, that was a good one, Amanda. Thanks. That was a lot. Thanks. I love I love that story. I've been wanting to tell it for a while, and I was in a both a mystery and an early America mood this week, so. Yes. Well, I cannot guarantee that my next one will be anything close to as good as that, <laughs> but it was a good one. Um, so, dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you have... Um, suggestions for other things you want us to talk about, or if you have questions or comments, et cetera, et cetera, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at RTTPod. Uh, we're also on Facebook, so just search the name of the podcast. We will pop up. We don't post there very much, but it's there <laughs> um, if you want it. Um, and if you can throw us a rating or review uh, on the platform on which you enjoy this podcast, that would be great. If you want to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb, and I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. All right, I don't know what's happening next time. That's okay. It'll probably be European history. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest about the things that we enjoy. I like a mystery. I like America. You like European history. We are who I we like- are. Yeah, that's true. I like royal families and <laughs> Russia. <laughs> yeah, maybe something in Russia. I don't know. I feel very um like I really love Russian history, but sometimes I feel like casts a pall. Sure. <laughs> that maybe we're not in a good place for mentally. I get, I get that. Or as a nation. And uh as we all know, that is my personal responsibility. So <laughs> maybe I won't we'll see. Um, um Yeah, so I don't know what the next one's going to be, but it'll be something. Well, until that next time. Remember that time.